Today my guest is the Queen of Sheba, the beautiful actor, poet, jazz singer, and songwriter, Lynn Lyric. The power of her presence, the warmth of her heart, and the deep bubblings from her soul will move you from the shadows into light. Welcome. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! In my recently released book, Riding Moby Dick, How They Beat the Odds Every Time, the little boy, Peter, got himself into a good spot of trouble and raised the question, Where is God when you really need him? Send me the address, please. Well, I hope that little boy, Peter, is listening. Our guest, Lynn Lyric, the Queen of Sheba, is here to deliver the answer. Where God is what the world needs now is love sweet love it's the only thing that there's just too little love i grew up understanding that god is love he is not religion, nor is he tradition. He is not that second offering collected on a Sunday morning, nor is he that, so long as you don't wear red lipstick, fishnet stockings, or high heel shoes, I will allow you into the gate of heaven kind of God. No, my God is patient and near, helping you see clear kind of God, and my God doesn't live in a church, or in a box, or any building for that matter. He is not Crouch down behind your white collar priest. Nor is he perfectly positioned on your pulpit, pastor. My God lives in the slumber of the wino, passed out in alleyways, having baptized his hurts and sorrows in a bottle of gin. My God lives in the hands of the single mother that knows no day off. In the soul of the wounded soldier, unfamiliar with walls, just knows he's got to make it through college somehow. My God lives in the gentle wrinkles of my grandmother's face. If you've ever witnessed her smile, you'd know that my God lives there. My God lives in the book that she read that sent her mind sailing an out-of-body experience away from an abusive home. She found a refuge in the words of Dr. Angelo, giving her one more reason to live. Don't you tell me where my God is. 
my God. He hovers over the crucifix that hangs near hearts, reminding us that you can murder excellence, but you cannot keep it buried. He lives in random acts of kindness, smiles between old friends. My God is love. And he is exactly what the world needs a little bit more of. Welcome to the journey. I'm so delighted to be graced with your company. I've been looking forward to having you for a long while. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. Actually, the pleasure is mine. You are a marvelous singer and a wonderful poet. Tell us, if you don't mind, what is happening along your journey? Right now, I'm working on a... um, a theater production, actually. Um, we're doing uh, a play called The Book of Queens. Uh, it's going to be at the Irving Center for the Arts on you know, May 9th and 10th. I'm also doing a poetry uh, event. It's actually called The Poet and the Artist. Mm. And uh, that's going to be May 16th. Mm-hmm. And I just released a, a poetry CD, so I'm excited about that. It's been a long time coming. Aha! Uh-huh. I want to know more about your CD, but let me remind the audience, especially those of you in the Dallas Metroplex, of Lynn Lyric's upcoming events. There's She's going to be in the play The Book of Queens, and that will be at the Irving Center for the Arts on May 9th and 10th. That's The Book of Queens at the Irving Center for the Arts. On May the 16th, she will be performing in Addison, The Poet and the Artists, and that will be at the Play Now studio in Addison. That's on May the 16th. Lynn, for for this poetry event, are you the producer, the performer, or both? I'm one of the poets for the show. It's actually for artists, for visual artists, and for poets. So I'm one of the poets. And we're um, alongside the artist. We are reciting our poems, and they are painting. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yes. What brought you into poetry? Wow. Um, I started writing at a very young age. My aunt actually um, just started to have me uh, journal is how it actually started. I was journaling in the in the third grade, and she told me if I can't, you know, because I was a quiet kid, you know, I didn't talk. I was really shy, um, and so 
locked up in my room one day, she says, well, you know, if you can't talk, if you can't tell anybody anything, just pick up a pen and write. Mm. And so that's pretty much how it started. I started journaling and writing poetry and writing songs and, you know. That's beautiful. So that's, that's how it got started. Mm. Well, now, obviously, you're a mom. Uh, do, are they po budding poets as well, or uh, do you keep that separate from your mommying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep it separate. You know, it's, it's a part of me. Um, I do have them write. I have them write. I don't force them into writing. My daughter writes music, so mm. we share those uh, similarities. She, my son will write poetry, mm -hmm. and he'll come and share it with me. Um, but my daughter and I, we, we get on the piano together and play and write songs. And um, so they enjoy it. And that was, that's always my first audience ah. before a show. Mm. I sit them down and say, hey, I need to practice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I get to um, just make sure I have everything memorized and watch their reactions. You know, so they grew up having to be my first audience. Are they a good audience or? They are a very good audience. They're very, I get feedback uh, ah, ah. since they're older now. Oh, how old are your kids, if you don't mind? They are 12 and 13. Okay, okay. Uh, were they giving you feedback since ever long, or is it the feedback just better, more robust now? Um, before, they just clap and smile. Okay. You know, when they were younger, <laughs> they would just clap and smile. But now I think they really understand, and they attend a lot of the events with me. Mm -hmm. um, so they they really get it now. Mm, wonderful. We'll be right back. You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. In the book Riding Moby Dick, How They Beat the Odds Every Time, one set of issues powerfully dealt with relates to our gifts, our natural gifts, the role each gift plays in our becoming and being our best self, in responding to our call, in achieving success, in living the dream, and enjoying a full life. It effectively deals with how to find and develop that gift if one hasn't found it or don't know what that gift is. It provides tested strategies and tools and inspiration of what to do if uh, the gift, our natural gift, is subdued or buried or never got a chance to thrive. So today's question is a straightforward couplet. What is your gift, and what are you doing with it? Again, today's question is this. What is your gift, and what are you doing with it? I'm back in the air with Lynn Lyric. Lynn, tell us about your passion for poetry. You're very involved with the community. Obviously, you have a number of shows coming up. But what drives you? What What is beneath and behind all of this? 
man, what what drives me really to write? Um, things you know, things that are dropped on me, like just deep rooted feelings. You know, I'm going about my day. Mm -hmm. Usually is how it works. I'd like to say that I'm one of those writers. I sit down and I prepare everything, and it's not how it works mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Um, it it just kind of comes to me throughout the day, and so before I know it. I'm writing this piece and I'll collect the poem from the back of a receipt or off the back of a napkin or, you know, and put it together at the end of the day or sometime in between. Um, and that's that's pretty much how it works, unless I'm journaling at night and it kind of turns into a poem or it sounds poetic and I'll just, you know, work with it that way. Mm. Um, but I usually just don't sit down and say I'm going to write. Mm. I'm going to write today. It hits me, and I and I die for a pen, <laughs> or I die for whatever's close to me—my phone or a recorder or you know anything that I can get to that will help me remember it later on. So you, you do you think that you're inspired by events, or this has just become such a part of you that uh, happenings in life just turn into poetry? I think it's a bit of both. Um, I'm inspired by, you know, things that I see throughout the day mm -hmm. um, and words will come. You know, I see a mother, you know, on the bus stop with her kid or and, and then I go, a thought comes. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of how it happens. Um, and the other part you said was. Or is, is it just part and parcel of who you are? It's part of your being. So all day long, as a part of each day, things happen and you write about them. Right, right. That's 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 how it's been working for a good while. Like I said, I'd love to be one of those writers that actually sits down on the computer and, or you know, paper and pad and thesaurus and dictionary. Hmm. It just doesn't happen that way, no. <laughs> um, you know. So, but it's a part of me. Mm -hmm. It is really a part of me. And and I talk to people and I go, was that a poem? No, it was not a poem. I'm just talking to you. So I've learned <laughs> to be okay with that. You know, I'm all right with that. Okay. Do you see yourself more as a poet or a spoken word artist? Or is there any difference in your mind? There's not a difference. And I never wanted to choose, which is why I incorporate both. Mm -hmm. You know, I normally sing at some point in between the song either at the end the beginning somewhere in the middle or a mix you know mm. um, I just decided I don't want to choose you know I love them both mm. you know I love to write poetry as well as write music so um, yeah I just decided both of them you know and I couldn't tell you which one over the other I don't want to put them <laughs> I don't want to number them you know I don't want to put one first and, and the other second mm. Um, but I did the poetry CD and I really had to get that out. Like it took me forever to get that done. Now I'm working on a jazz CD. Well, tell us about and, the put. Sorry, go ahead. No, and, and I'm just in the process of, you know, writing the music mm. and it's a lot that I already have. Mm -hmm. So revisiting those songs and, um, you know, seeing if, if I can work with them. Um, but I think it, it will be ready pretty soon. Tell me a little bit more about your poetry CD, the name of it again, and where people can get it. Well, the name of the CD is Of Verse and Song. 
um, for obvious reasons that, you know, we just talked about me adding music or incorporating singing into the poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a verse and song. Uh, it has 10 pieces on it, and it needs to be uploaded. It ne- I need to put it online so that um, so it would be available. But right now I just have copies in hand. So oh. I need to get it online. I plan to do that by the end of next week um, mm-hmm. so it'd be available to either buy individually or as an entire project. Okay. Can you share with us another poem? I can. This one is called Just Another Love Poem. I'll wait for you. I'll slave for you. I'd be a beggar or a knave for you if it isn't love then it will have to do until the real thing comes along he was the love story i never intended to write and he was right i'm just no good with words Sometimes my words fall short, but he had plenty. Told him they were safe with me. I'd guard them, protect them, life to have and hold. I'd marry them, and since they came from him, I'd marry him. But this pen says things that I would never say. Never thought I'd write a love poem. But he makes me laugh until I cry and cry until a well of joy springs forth from my belly, overflowing with a carefree kind of love. And each and every time you lay beside me, you undress the lonelies. Intimacy is more the act of vulnerability than the art of thrusting my heart pounds. As you whisper pretty things, love takes shape in the mist of your eyes and in the tear that wells in mind, I have discovered I am made new, whole, holding, embrace, embracing, Trying to remain naked, uncovered, and exposed, hoping that you can see through me, watch me breathe. Learn the rhythm of my heart. Each and every inch of my being becomes courageous when you are near. And I don't have a lifetime of hell to spend waiting on some happily ever after. Take me to heaven now in your eyes, your touch. Kiss me softly. And upon this bed of righteousness, we will elevate to heights that only God knows. Let us climb there together. Sweet, sweat, come for me. Comfort me. Only lovers belong here. We have always been here. Not in these bodies. We were once a part of the forever before time was time. Before you became a memory that still curls the ends of my lips into a smile inspiring me to write a love poem but i'm just no good with words and my heart was never really out for you to see its content was revealed in the way my feet move and how wide my arms extend this body has a language all its own when my mouth was closed i was still saying love wow Thank you, thank you. We'll be right back. Lynn Lyric will be performing in the play The Book of Queens 
at the Irving Center for the Arts on May 9th and 10th. And then again as a poet in the poetry event, The Poet and the Artists, on May the 16th at the Playnow Studio in Addison. Also just released in all formats is my empowering book, Riding Moby Dick, How They Beat the Odds Every Time. You can pick up your copy in print, digitally or in audio from Amazon, from Audible, from iTunes. Be inspired, be equipped, enjoy. I'm back with Lynn Lyric. Lynn, tell us about what you do aside from poetry. Uh, aside from poetry, I've been working with a nonprofit organization called Junior Players. Um, it's based in Dallas, and we go into the school districts um, here in Dallas and um, surrounding districts as well. And we artists, we're, we're considered artistic instructors. We teach theater. I teach uh, theater mm -hmm. and uh, because a lot of the schools have been stripped of their arts program. Mm -hmm. like That just amazes me. Um, you know, the arts is just a way of creativity for, for children and you'd be surprised just how much they love it. They really get into it and they hate when class is over and they love to see you coming. Mm -hmm. um, so I do that uh, during the day and um, it's a really, really good organization. Hmm. I really enjoy it. Thank you so much. Share with us one of your other poems, please. I have a poem. It is called Family Tree. Ah, let's hear it. Day after day Seems like I push against the clouds they just keep blocking out the sun. It seems since I was born, I've awakened each and every morning down on my luck and up against the wind. My family tree ain't what it used to be. Branches and leaves have fallen. Leaving loose, rotten roots, a genealogy soil contaminated, we are pruning our souls to stones. We are tending to weary weeds that awkwardly sway in the garden of our regrets beyond the field of dreams. Beyond the unromantic notion that has once been said to only rock the idle mind to sleep, forgiveness is in the distance. It belongs in the hands of those who consider love as the only option. My family tree ain't what it used to be, you see. I stem from a long line of heartache of heartbreak, of recycled intentions that begot afflictions and begot addictions and circular motions of nothingness that begot fear and begot dis-ease. Someone tell me please while we keep tending to these weary weeds. 
hoping to harvest a life where dry ground ain't moistened by tears from yesteryears, leaving us just wanting to grow free. My family tree ain't what it used to be. Branches and leaves have fallen. From deep hurt and long-standing resentment, the heat birth and unrestful contentment, fertilizing our frustrations upon barren fields of fear, burning us up from the root. And at the root lies a cancer. They say treatable by preventative steps to aid in divinative steps, a cancer, but a line has been drawn. A line has been drawn is what my great aunt said as she marked the end of her brother's deathbed. A line has been drawn. Cancer, you no longer live here. You no longer run through these roots. So in loving memory of Theodore Alexander Wesley, of Wilbur Wesley, of Frankie Nail and Jackie Bell, we will live our lives out on limbs for you. We will stand up against this wind. So that one is called Family Tree. Um, and, you know, as you can see, it's about um, just the history of what my family has gone through as far as, you know, illnesses being handed down from generation to generation. So, you know, family tree that's it's it's pretty recent mm -hmm. um though i wrote a part of it maybe two <laughs> years ago and then the other part like last month <laughs> now so, did you did was it finished a few years uh two uh, two years ago and then you you wanted to add or was it always unfinished until now um i've i've performed it as two separate poems ah and I was sitting down one day like, why isn't this together? Like, it's talking about the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I just recently decided to just put it together. So that's kind of how it worked. I thought they were both two finished pieces, but <laughs> it was not. Now it's done. Okay. Now, I noticed that you did on Facebook, you, you made a mention of something that, I, that caught my attention about black history, that black history didn't start with slavery. Was it you who said that? Right. I seen that post uh, from another site that I like that comes down my, my timeline and my feed, and it, it doesn't, but that's what we're taught. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that resonated, and I had to share that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had to share that. I'm always telling my children, you know, about their African des descent and about, you know, kings and queens and what we done. So uh, I truly believe that, you know, didn't begin with slavery. It, it caught my attention. So when you when you were uh, uh, reciting that poem uh, just now, it, it brought it back to mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure having you. Um, I, I think you're so thoroughly talented. Well, thank uh, you. Appreciate that. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Riding Moby Dick, How They Beat the Odds Every Time, by yours truly, Neville D'Angelo, available on Amazon, on Audible, on iTunes. Get your copy and enjoy. I just ask Lynn Lyric, our guest, to lead us out with an encore performance. Here again is Lynn Lyric. 
I want a little sugar in my bowl. I want a little sweetness down in my soul. I could send some loving oh so bad. I feel so funny. I feel so sad. I want a little steam on my clothes. Maybe I can fix things up so they'll go. What's the matter, Daddy? Come on, save my soul. I need some sugar in my bowl. I ain't fooling. I need some sugar. In my bowl. <laughs> I said I wouldn't comment, but I know <laughs> that was so good. Okay. It's such such a pleasure to have you on, as you know, and you're welcomed at any time. Thanks for having me. Thank you again. Oh, thank you. See you next week.